Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., or 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. I pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. May God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. I had a God moment the other day. It wasn't a, it wasn't a burning bush or a Damascus Road moment, but God was there and I felt it. The Celtics call this a thin place where the distance between the earth and heaven are much smaller. It was one week ago, actually, during the 845 service. I had just finished my sermon and I walked back to my seat. Now, please hear me, I am not associating the moment with the sermon. Their proximity was merely coincidental. But as I stood here and said the creed, the sun, filtered by our ancient magnolia and oak, hit me square in the face. The light was almost blinding and the heat was delightful. Perhaps it was merely an astronomical accident. Or maybe it was something else. I only know that I felt loved and thankful to be in this holy place, part of this beloved chapel. And I am not the first and certainly not the last to experience God in this place. The first people who roamed these lands built mounds here. John Johnstone felt that there was something special in this place when after buying several parcels of land in what is now Yazoo and Sunflower and DeSoto counties, he decided to settle his family here just a few miles south of the new town of Livingston. Margaret Johnstone did and built a chapel here in honor and memory of John after he suddenly died. Those stalwart souls who restored the chapel began the day in the country and laid the human foundations of this parish also experienced God here. And as new families continue to honor us with their presence and join our merry band, I pray they experience God here too. In our Old Testament reading, Jacob has a profound God moment. Jacob, as I'm sure you all remember from Sunday school, is a great patriarch of the Jewish tradition, but he's also one of the great scoundrels and tricksters of the Bible. Jacob is the grandson of Abraham and Sarah, the son of Isaac and Rebekah, and the brother of Esau. 
And when Rebekah carried Jacob and Esau, they constantly kicked and fought and rolled around in her womb. And when Rebekah prayed to God and asked why she had been afflicted with such discomfort, God responded to her that her sons would fight all their lives. News every expectant mother wants to hear. And when Jacob and Esau grew up, Jacob tricks Esau out of his birthright and his father's blessing. And Esau goes into a rage and vows to kill Jacob. So Jacob flees and goes to live in another country. Yet another fun, dysfunctional family. But years pass, and after God instructs him to return home, Jacob decides to face his estranged brother. And on the eve of the confrontation, Jacob sends all of his family, his entire household, and all their possessions across the river while Jacob remains alone to prepare for his reunion with Esau. And as he waits, someone or something joins him by the river, and they wrestle. They wrestle all night long. And this is not some kind of theatrical wrestling. Jerry the King Lawler is not involved here. The other is God. And Jacob and God lock horns in a very serious encounter. And when neither is able to defeat the other, God says to Jacob, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and have prevailed. And God blesses him. Jacob wrestles with God and is not destroyed, but instead emerges from the conflict changed and blessed. Whenever we encounter God, we emerge transformed and blessed. And that encounter can happen in so many places and in so many ways. On a beach, watching a sunset, playing with a child, receiving a meal when we are sick, holding someone's hand as they take their final breath. We are encountering God all the time if we just stop and pay attention. And I believe that we encounter God in this place. We encounter God as we are nourished at the altar with the bread and the wine. We encounter God as another sister or brother in Christ is baptized with water and the Holy Spirit. We encounter God in in gorgeous flowers or as our kids scamper about the playground. We encounter God as we stroll through the churchyard and honor the saints who have gone before us. We encounter God when we dig one of those graves ourselves for our brother and sister who has gone to their reward. We encounter God in our catechesis works, in a handwritten note from our pastoral care team, in feeding the hungry through our daily bread. At the chapel, we encounter God. And when we encounter God, like Jacob, we are changed and we are blessed. And encountering God is not like bumping into someone at the Kroger, saying, excuse me, and then forgetting about it a few moments later. 
When we encounter God, our soul is stirred, our imagination is inspired, and our perspective is recalibrated. This transformation can be different for each and every one of us. But when you are part of this place, something happens. And this change and this blessing is not immediate. It takes time and multiple encounters and, dare I say it, discipline. But like eating better or exercising more or praying daily or bringing in a new coach because the old guy couldn't recruit his way out of a paper bag, I'm not speaking from experience, just an example. But after a while, as we strive, change happens. And the change you will feel after encountering God will be transformative. You will know the peace of God which passes all understanding, and your heart and mind will be filled with the love of God. Now, I could end the sermon there. However, this will be, as my friend names it, a multiple amen sermon. Not because the oratory is so inspiring that the congregation shouts out amen, but because there are multiple times when the preacher could have said amen and put us all out of our misery. But I want to say one thing more. I want to ask a question. After you are transformed by this place, how will you respond? If you encounter God here, and if that encounter changes and blesses you, what is next? Will you be a more loving spouse or a more patient parent? Will you pray about your spiritual gifts and engage in a new ministry? Will you go out into the world and be a herald for God's justice in the broken places? Will you be more generous with your time and your talent and your treasure? This is the time of year when we talk about generosity and invite everyone to be generous so that we may continue the transformative ministry that is the Chapel of the Cross. In your bulletin, you will find a pledge card with opportunities to give of your time and your talent and your treasure. You can fill it out right now if you like and place it in the plate as it is passed. I can wait. Or you could take it home and pray about it and ask God how you are called to give. You'll receive another one in the mail this week along with a lovely letter written by Lori and Bob Williams, our excellent stewardship chairs, this year. And I thank you so very much for how you will give. The Chapel of the Cross is a transformative place, a place where folks and families encounter God, and more and more and more are doing so every week. But as we grow, as we nourish our ministries, as we make a difference in this world, we do need your generosity now more than ever. And I invite you to be part of this exciting time at the Chapel of the Cross. After God blessed him, Jacob called the place Peniel, meaning face of God, saying, for I have seen God 
face to face. Then sun rose upon him as he passed, limping because of his hip. Here, too, at the Chapel of the Cross, we do nothing less than see God. How will you be transformed? And how will you respond? Amen.